Well, hey guys, Bill Santos here, uh, EMP Oakville. Been away for a while, um, took a bit of a pause in our podcast, but we're happy to be back and uh, providing you with some just some tips to help you as you set out to put more people to work. I want to remind you always of our website, empoakville.com. That's E-M-P-O-A-K-V-I-L-L-E.com. You can go on the website. You can check out any training options that we have um, and some other resources are available there. You can also email us at info at empoakville.com, info at E-M-P-O-A-K-V-I-L-L-E.com. So looking forward to hearing from you, your questions or your comments on the podcast or topics you might want us to address. Uh, we'll be happy uh, happy to do that. Today I wanted to talk to you about dealing with the employer's objections. And so an objection is when the employer doesn't see the match between what they need and what you're offering. And so as a result of them not seeing that match, they articulate an objection. One of the big problems with dealing with objections is that many times what the employer says is not actually the objection. It's actually a smokescreen. So they'll say to you something like, well, it sounds like it's going to be a lot of work or, you know, um, not sure that... uh, you know, my other employees will will accept this job, the, you know, this particular individual or something like that. Uh, you know, I think they'll be more prone to accidents. And it, it just, it just, it's a smokescreen. And so the first thing I'm going to tell you when dealing with objections is when the employer articulates the objection, uh, don't take the objection at face value. Uh, you're going to have to make an educated guess as to what you think is the need actually driving that objection, right? And so, I mean, with time and the more, you know, the more time you spend out there with employers and meeting with employers and listening to their objections, I mean, you'll be better equipped to answer any of the objections that, that you hear, right? But so that's the first thing is don't take the objection at face value. Make an educated guess as to... Um, what you think is the need that sort of drives the objection. One of the things that I used to do when I would hear an objection, because one of the problems with the objection is a lot of times it catches you off guard, right? The, the conversation is moving along and things seem to be going well. Then all of a sudden, boom, they throw out this, you know, they throw out, they make this statement that it, it brings a halt to everything. And the objection has to be dealt with or else you can't, you know, you can't move forward to achieve your, your, you know, your desired outcome here with this employer. And so, uh, and so times, sometimes you're on a, you know it's unexpected and you don't know exactly what to say. So one of the things that I would do is I would you know the employer would articulate the objection. Many times they would interrupt you and they would come up with the objection. So generally, you know, if they were interrupting me, I would look at that and I'd say I'm going to hear an objection right now. And so I'd, I'd you know I would let them state the objection. Then then I would come back with something like, so uh, sorry sorry how was that exactly, or something like that that would cause them now to repeat the objection. And it buys me a little bit of time. So I would hear the objection. You know, it sounds like, um, you know, they're going to take a lot more time to train and learn the job. And so, you know, so I've said, so how is that? And they'll say, well, you know, I I think, you know, this particular profile of job seeker is going to take more time. And we don't really have a whole lot of time to train them and and, uh, blah, blah, blah. And so I would follow that up with with what I call empathy. I would say, yeah, you know, I understand how that would be a concern to you. Like I wouldn't necessarily agree with it. I wouldn't say, no, you're right. They are going to take more time to train. 
uh, I would say something like, yeah, I understand how that could be, you know, a, a concern. And, and then I would state the information, hopefully by getting them to repeat the objection and then empathizing with them, that buys me a little bit of time to actually formulate my response to them. But it's, it's much more difficult to deal with an objection when the employer has actually raised it. it the, the, the easiest, most effective way of dealing with employer objections is using a technique we call forestalling the objection. And forestalling the objection simply means that before the employer raises the objection, you do, and you answer it. This is the easiest, most effective way of dealing with it. And so in my preparation to meet with this employer, I begin to anticipate, well, what do I think are some of the commonly held objections? What are the objections that when I'm out there, I hear every employer, you know, every employer says the same thing. They say this and this. So those commonly held objections, then those are the ideal ones to forestall. And what forestall simply does is, like I said, you, you, you raise the objection before the employer does. So you go into that meeting and you're thinking, this employer is probably thinking, you know, you know, whatever, I'm going to raise that objection uh, before they do. And so, for example, that one, uh, you know, they're going to take more time to, you know, to train. So, you know, in my preparation, I'm sitting there thinking, I'm saying, you know, chances are this employer also has this as an objection because I hear this objection all the time. Every time I go out there, this is what I hear. And so as very early on in my meeting, you know, probably around the time where I'm stating some of our past successes, and one of the upcoming podcasts will sort of give you a bit of a formula as to how that face-to-face meeting can look like, a little bit of a roadmap. But when I'm up there, you know, a very positive part of my introduction where I'm talking a little bit about the past successes of our organization, I think that's Dexter, you can hear in the background there, barking away, um, I'll say something like, uh, you know, many employers think that uh, this particular profile of job seeker will take you know more time to train, but he, you know here's what our experience has shown us. And then, so you you throw out the, that objection before they do. You answer it, and chances are that objection is not going to come back up again. Um, it's pretty much uh, pretty much dealt with. It also, you know, in a way, it helps you establish some credibility with the employer because it demonstrates to the employer that this is not your first day on the job, that, you know, you, you've been out here, you've heard these things, and, and, you know, and as an organization, you've addressed these, you know, these particular concerns. So forestalling an objection is taking the common objection. That's very important that it's a common objection because the last thing you want to do is raise an objection that the employer has never thought of. So you take the common objections, you state it as a fact, you never say you're probably thinking or I know you're thinking this. No, you're going to, you, you, you introduce it by saying, you know, many employers think or I've had a chance to be out there talking to employers and some of them tell me that, you know, you, you, you introduce it that way. It's sort of a common, you know, you know, piece of knowledge or a common assumption that's out there. And then you answer it. This way, you answer it on your terms. When, when you want, you raise it. It's not going to be unexpected. It is the easiest, most effective way of dealing with employer objections, forestalling the objection, raising the objection before the employer does answering. I have some organizations that say to me, you know, when I call the employer, we don't, I don't tell them exactly the name of the organization because within the name of the organization, there is something that would be a trigger to them that would be negative what we call a negative hot button. 
And so I don't tell them I'm calling, for example, from blind services or from the you know, developmental disability services. Or uh, What I do, they say, is I tell them I'm calling from the Department of Education, you know, because technically it's right. And I say, well, why don't you tell them exactly where you're calling from? And they say, well, because, you know, when I do that, it's going to trigger in the employer this negative preconceived idea. And so, again, rather than... That's my suggestion, right? I guess that's what this podcast is, just my suggestions. You know, rather than camouflaging or altering the name of the organization, why don't you just put it out there and say, you know, I'm calling from, you know, such, you know, services for the blind, and then just follow that up by saying, I know when I say services for the blind, many employers think, again, that's a form of a forestall. Last thing I'm going to tell you here on... uh, on handling objections is the vast majority of objections are just false assumptions. Uh, the employer has taken a piece of information and just applied that to you and your agency and all of the job seekers within that profile. And therefore, um, they can be dealt with relatively easily just by correcting that false assumption. And so, you know, don't don't panic the the, the objections. They are they are going to come up. They they have to be dealt with. You know, because you can't just pretend you didn't hear it because you'll never get to your uh, your destination if you don't deal with the objection. But if you can forestall the objection, if you can raise the objection before the employer does, that is the easiest way to deal with it. It establishes some credibility. It demonstrates to the employer you've given some thought to this. This is not your first day on the job. And it does away with that objection. And very, very rarely does that objection ever come up again. And so, well, I hope that helps you. Hey, remember to check out our website, empoakville.com. Write to us at info at empoakville.com. We'll see you back here again next time. Take care.